Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I was just happy I said it right. Do you know how many shows we've done or done? It's about, I think, well, we're in the 40th, I think this is the 44th week, so it's like 18, 8? 40 minutes. Football season nowadays. I mean, the, I mean, the season starts again. What well, probably Aberdeen start the European campaign in about two weeks' time or something. So there is no off season anymore. I want. I kind of want it to be more like basketball, where you get like six months off. Uh, I would love to have some time, just some time off this, because it does take a lot of work to oh, do yeah. it, so a lot of travel. It's, and it's training. Yeah. It is but, training. And then you have, but then you have weekends like this. Makes it all worthwhile. Oh, it it's true. <laughs> like when there's brilliant weekend. Like the last one I remember was the Celtic Inverness semi final that I was choking to come on nah. and do this, and I was like, put everyone on. You can see on our WhatsApp page when there's been a good weekend because of people. Like, I am available for Monday. I'm available Monday, and then other weekend it's like anyone available for Monday, and then there's a three hour gap. Or something going, oh, right, I can call it <laughs> and usually, I mean, in simple terms, a Scottish Cup final takes precedent over a playoff final. So we should start with Inverness Falkirk. But we're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> we're going to start with the game yesterday. And also, because of the first... The cup final pod, the last pod we done, was recorded on Thursday while the first leg was taking place. So we're going to have a look at the yeah, whole about yeah, two to legs yeah. in general. Because And that's quite easy as well, because I thought the two legs were pretty similar. Yeah, the exact same thing happened. Yeah. Rangers got off to a good start. Good open half hour, you would say, that Rangers looked like they were on top. And then the first goal in the first leg, as well, it was very good for Erwin. I thought it was really poor for Rangers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because what was it? Josh Law picks up the ball and just knocks a ball down the line for the halfway line. And then Erwin's managed to square up a fullback. Zalikas just stood off. And then all the Rangers, the Rangers players, they got numbers back, Rangers, but they were all sort of disjointed, almost like they weren't paying attention to what was going on. Then Erwin got inside them and you knew he was going to at least get a shot on target by the time was, that he went past Zalikas. Yeah, but Zalikas just let him into that position. Yeah, I mean, it was you, far, far too easy. You do one or two things. You either... Well, you go tight to him in the hope well, that's what you do. That's the one thing you do. You go tight to him and then he's got to do one or two things. He's that, got to beat yeah. you or he's got to pass it. That's what McGregor did throughout against Erwin because there was a few times where um, McGregor just bounced him off the ball, um, bullied him almost. But when he, he squared up Zal, Zal just... Uh, he just generally... He couldn't be more square. It was Mr. Square Man. It was back to him. Square. It was so good as well in the previous like For four, the four games, up to it, yeah. And then, Imperius, so yeah. was McGregor, the two of them. Were. And then he, he, both games. So, I mean, I suppose in the rest of that match he wasn't as bad. I think McGregor overall maybe had the worst game in terms of dealing with the 
with some of the kind of motherwell movement, but in the second game, oh my god, that was the because we all know and love he's, ah, he's, even he's, the missing chance as well. Yeah, uh, just his he's, uh, and his reaction to it, um, he's just he's similar to Duncan makes the point about Chersniak where where he's. Uh, when he's good, he's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, the baseline. baseline but, yeah. but when he's bad, he's funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was given, I was quite pleased because Aliukis in the last leg against Hibs was at Easter Road was giving it all the five ones. He looked like he was delighted to be back at Easter Road. He was in the net at one point in front of the famous five stand doing five one through the net. He's uh, too strange he, to care about, uh, about repercussions of stuff like uh, that. And he's done it for about 10 seconds. Well, it was a long period. Have you seen the picture that was doing around on Twitter last night of uh, Zalukas or during the game where he's in, um, you know, those kind of toy cars you put 50p in for kids? Yeah, yeah. He's in one of those and then his heart strikes out and it just says, beep, beep, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 but uh, back to the game. And then, so that was right on, what was it in the first leg? That went 1 0 and then it went 2 0 just before right, half time. It went 2 0, yeah. Not, head head not long after McManus head on. Um, yeah. Again, it's McManus and Rangers and made McManus look like had a great season yeah, as well. It was McManus and Erwin got off the ground very high, and um, none of the Rangers players jump. There's actually a still photo where you can see both of them in the air, and just Sal Lucas is looking up at them. <laughs> but again, you go, you go, move on to the second leg, and McManus should have scored in the first, the first half. Yeah, yeah. He got away from. It seemed Zal and Boyd were the nearest, but I'm guessing Zal was the one. It was quite a nice free kick because the. It's like quite central, but he just plops on at yeah. the, the penalty spot. And obviously, doing the hand gestures, whatever, he reacted to McManus and he was completely free at the penalty spot to put a header. But I think what the Rangers would have thought was a deep cross to the back post looking for a flick on behind. But he didn't deal with set pieces at all, Rangers. And the only game that they did deal with set pieces was in the Hibs games, because even in the Queen of the South games, they defended well on the whole, but they looked, they struggled for cross balls. A major problem with Rangers as well was just how much. How fragile they were mentally. I mean, the first goal in the first game. If that, if Rangers take the lead, I know they got beat six one on aggregate, so it looks like a hammering. But if Rangers take the lead in that first game at Ibrox, I think it's a very different story, and it's probably Rangers that go up. And, I, I totally and not It's just after that goal, they just you can see it completely knocked the stuff out of them. Instead of just going right, set back, Ginster on a play, come on, let's let's stay sharp, let's get back into this, let's stay focused. They just don't challenge yeah, themselves. You talk, you talk about um, hips having. Uh, it's always brought up a hips bottle. Yeah, the Rangers just. Oh, that was just, that was a far bigger bottle yeah, job. Yeah, that than was, um, I, I that was thinking. a crate, and it just smashed. Over. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, sorry, go. Yeah, sorry. It was just that it was the fact that so many goals were uh, or so many chances because Motherwell, even in the first uh, in the first leg, uh, really could and should have added to it. Some of their decision making, especially in the second half on the break, was yeah, when they were like three against two. But it was, yeah. everything was so similar. It kept on happening again and again. The centre-backs were exposed because there was so much space down the flanks. And you could see in the first leg that... Sorry, the second leg that um, McCoy seemed reluctant to push Foster. McCall. And, uh, yeah, sorry, McCall seemed... Uh, Same uh, McCoy <laughs> would have been reluctant too. <laughs> McDowell seemed reluctant. <laughs> seemed reluctant to push uh, Foster and uh, Wallace um, uh, forward. Even though they had had to get two goals, just because of this, the pace of Ainsworth Johnson. and Johnson. And you've seen it when they did um, push a bit... Second half in the second leg, push yeah, um, the forward. Then um, they just got. Did you see it? You look at it that way. Is that if, for instance, if Jason Cummings takes that chance at Ibrox, I reckon Hibs would have went on and won that yeah. game mm. as well. And I, and like, I it's think like thin margins. Thin margins that I reckon Hibs would have probably went through over that. And I think that it shows that the Rangers in these playoffs scoring first is. Absolutely, bring it back. Yeah, because even the Queen of the South game, I mean, they had right. it, they had it in hand because they were they were leading, so it was only it was only a draw at the time. Yeah. But even then, they felt the bits for a while. And yeah. Gavin Riley, if he had yeah, the Gavin Riley, that's, that's it. Could have been so could have been two so nothing Queen of the South. And then you so you look at it now as the first goal we didn't maybe notice at the time, but over the ties, it was massive for Rangers, and they clearly don't have the mentality, and they just can't afford to go behind, especially against Motherwell because they had what Hibs didn't, which was pace. Hibs completely lacked it. Rangers were very comfortable playing against Hibs sort of in the diamond everything going through the yeah. middle of the park trying to do intricate passing through them they were quite comfortable dealing with that the only time Hibs really got them going especially in the second leg was when they just started lobbing balls into the box and that maybe helped as well the fact that Hibs were a team who wanted and I mean fair play to them because they'd finished above Rangers so it's obviously you go there and try to win the game and, and don't play defensively but you wonder if in hindsight having looked at what Happened against Motherwell. Whether the whether Alan Stubbs would have maybe changed it and sat in a bit more, especially the way game I box. Because you've seen the fact that 
Well, they were an absolutely rotten defensive team this season, regardless of whether they're playing high up the park or regardless of whether they've got every man behind the ball. They've just been dreadful at it. But the difference is that Rangers, their strike force is just... for (laughs) All four of them are just crap. No, they're not good players. They're just rotten. Three three of them are past it. I was thinking of Daly as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I take it. He definitely is rotten. He's forgotten about himself. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Nicky Clark's just no really that great. So, I mean, Clark's the only one. I was I'm really looking forward to Clark leaving Rangers this season, going to another championship team and scoring maybe eight goals against them over the four games next season because that'll happen. Yeah, I think it will. <laughs> I'd actually not be surprised if he goes up to like the bottom end of the, of the Scottish Premiership. Ah, can see him going to Queen of the South. Queen of the South. Gavin Riley will leave. Gavin Riley will leave. Gavin Riley Queen of South. Gavin Riley will leave, go somewhere else, and then Nicky Clark will come back. That was a Gavin very bad He hates women. But, uh, but, but you, look, you look at Clark and he's the way he's been playing for. Rangers. I was thinking Gavin Riley as well, Nicky Clark. Sorry, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care what he's doing. <laughs> uh, you could see Clark fitting into the way Ross County played, for example, this uh, under McIntyre. A lot of energy, a lot of uh, running about, but that was when there's not many chances getting created at Rangers. Yeah. Strachan made the point about Boyd, so he's, he's a goal scorer, but you need you need chances. He got played of them in the first half of the yeah, season. Yeah, true, that's true. Yeah, this is the problem. They've, got, they've, not, they've not got a striker. But movement has to have something to do with it. It's not just the fact yeah. that the midfield is poor because Law can create, Wallace can create, Shields isn't a bad player. Vucic. But Vucic, aye. He's a super player, right? But when you've got these guys up front that didn't move and can't do it, well, Miller can kind of move. Well, he won a channel for you, but I mean, he's been yeah. running channels since the day he was born. But Boyd can't move. Boyd needs... I mean, you're talking about having to create chances for them. These chances literally have to be yeah. laid yeah. on a none, none, none of them can create chances out of nothing for themselves. Yeah. But in Miller, or even playing off each other, yeah. like playing one. No, two no, no they danger. I mean, that was the There's thing. No was, I mean, Clark was bent because he was, he was poor, and he, but he, he still represented a better option than Boyd for me. The only, Boyd was the Boyd pick was the last act of a desperate man from yeah. Stuart McCall's point of view because it was just hoping that he turned back the clock and had one of his performances that he showed that Kelly. There's no showing it all season. He had one. He had a half chance in the first the half with a volley, and it was just Motherwell fans just gave it gave it loudly to him because you just know like that boy is utter guff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's a shame. Eh? It's a shame. I know it's funny because he went to Rangers and everyone finds it amusing because of who Rangers are and we went lived through the nine hundred road generation. And blah blah yeah. blah. Sure, then find it. Yeah, so it's it is, fun. It is fun, but boy, he's just it's just not good enough. Isn't no, it? I still think I still think he can score goals in the Premiership. But if he <laughs> probably not. It just obviously when he goes to Rangers, he can't be. I've said this before. He goes there, he gets so comfortable because I'll probably hand him about seven grand a week. He looks like the kind of guy that needs to be pushed. He can't be allowed to get in his comfort zone. He's like any normal job. He'd work somewhere for five years and blend in at the background. He'd do nothing day to day. And nobody would say a word because it'd be like, oh boy, the guy comes and he does a job for us. But actually, he's doing nothing. What was that? Um, what was it that Forey, Sebastian Forey, said that the players ate at training for lunch? Teas and, tea and biscuits. Uh, tea and biscuits. So it's just. I mean, I didn't even have Maybe they go to that club with the, with the band, tea and biscuits, and they just say, be sensible and eat like an actual professional <laughs> football. <laughs> a, a professional athlete. Because he does look a bit bigger as well. But you, you mean, I don't know if it's just the stripes, you know, the <laughs> up and down stripes of the Kelly talk have a thinning effect. <laughs> but you still look, you would think he would be given a lot of leeway at, at Comor, like he'd be given a lot of responsibility and kind of. Um, and he smiled at Kelly as well. It was the only time he seen Boyd smile on his screen. He's back to being the biggest scowl in the face of the world. That's, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make, is that he, since he falls into a comfort zone, he needs to be pushed, he needs to be given responsibility, he needs to be told that we're relying on you and all these guys are relying on you. I don't think that happens at Rangers. And as I say, he's quite happy to just go, oh, that's fine then. And then he'll just... Because the guy's nothing real to play for. He's not going to make the Scotland squad back. So it's about... Just he playing for you're asking him to play for himself, and I don't know if Chris Boyd's kind of guy really. The way Strachan had a few interesting his analysis half time was superb. I, and uh, before the game, he talked about Boyd and saying how much uh, this is. Obviously, Strachan took him to Middlesbrough. This guy absolutely loves football. He, he's he come in in the morning and all he's talking about is football. And um, he said it was at training. He worked. He's, he was he's probably so, the hardest worker at Middlesbrough. And it was his, yeah, it, it did. It was like. Mm. Are you lying, Gordon? <laughs> are you just are you being a liar? <laughs> well, to be fair, Gordon Strachan did say in the season that there was no doubt that nobody could have done a better job at Rangers than Ali McCoy. So I'm going to go ahead and say Gordon Strachan's a liar. Because <laughs> yeah, I would go, Gordon, yourself? You <laughs> could have done a better job than Ali McCoy. Anybody! Uh, I mean, but there was just... we would have. <laughs> <laughs> 
throughout the, uh, there's so much to talk about this this game. Um, but in terms of in terms of Motherwell, Barraclough's got his tacking spot on over oh, the yeah. legs. Abs- uh, he's pulled like, Bicol's pants down there. He really has, he has. Yeah, and they've done it superbly. And like as I said, Hibs just lacked lacked pace in their games. You just saw Rangers when it was put up against them. They had absolutely no. Answer they could have counterattacked on them all day. And I think the game could have kept on going. I actually viewed it as if Rangers had got a goal, people would have been, oh, they scored the first goal. I still think Motherwell would have spun them on the counterattack again. I think Rangers to have gone through after the 3-1 the first leg, they had to score four to make it actually even push it to extra time or win the game. That's how I viewed it. It, it, it depends. It's played into Motherwell's hands. Yeah, but, design, but they I'll, had to go chasing the game. It's also the mental thing as well because... I, I definitely see your point, but it's just if Rangers had got that goal, I think Motherwell would have done what Rangers done and just completely panicked. Yeah, I suppose they are, seen they are a fragile mind as well. Yeah, that's a fair. That's a fair call. It was just it was it was just so startling how uh, we've we've come to watch Motherwell every week and just laugh at their defence and how solid it was made to look. They just how, <laughs> yeah. how comfortable they Apart were. Apart for the last like, I mean, fifty minutes, that I, I the second, the first leg, I think they got away with a few occasions. In the first half as well, there was, there was a couple of times where there was a lot of mistakes in the first half yesterday. And they in kicked terms off each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah and Lang as well. Very, Lang was having one of these kind of rushing out and being all over the place yeah. kind of kind of games. And, and, and they, they also had both of their moments of falling over because it has to happen. Yeah. But luckily, it didn't cost them this time. And no. there, was, there was no real kind of falling over right at the vital if moment. If I was the referee and he kind of they all come into the dressing room and check the studs and that before it, I mean, I'd be looking at McManus's <laughs> for ages trying to work. See, I'm, I've refereed a few games this season, Steve, son, and you fall over a lot. Can I check more? I went Ashley Tough training. It's winter, mate. <laughs> but what once it settled down, they were they were really good, and I, I can just picture Ricky uh, Ricky Foster lying in his bed this morning, and Amy McDonald just playing a guitar, and they say the bed she was trying to cheer him up because uh, he's got an absolute roasting over the two games. Mr. Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> he did have an absolute shocker because he's, he's his pants. Uh, his pants take away that pace, and he's as bad a player as you're going to find. There's, there's something very uh, content about your favourite moment from the season occurring in the last game of the season. In the Cammy Bell. Thank uh, you. I don't know. My favourite moment came for the final whistle. When, when Mosley... Oh, no, 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 let's, uh, let's get to that. Let's build that's to that. That's my favourite. Can I uh, raise two more... <laughs> favourite uh, moments from moments the side? <laughs> uh, first half, the fan with the red card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Lee McCullough getting hit <laughs> in the face by the black. <laughs> I think he meant it. I'm putting it there. He didn't mean it. He's 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 looking at the ball, he's trying to scoop it one hand and he's, he's stupidly using his flag with the other. He should have nothing he should have nothing to do with getting the ball. No well sorry, he he's mean, in his forties. He doesn't at least it doesn't mean to hit him in the face. It does mean to then whack him with the backside after uh, he gets pissed off because McCullough gets his face in the way. And then has he got the steward it's, 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 it's marvellous well his well his wife is irate. Uh, right. It's imagine it's a kind of little sympathy you have. Like if it was me, I mean, it doesn't matter how much I dislike a house player. If it was me and I done that, I accidentally hit him in the face. I'd be like, oh shit, sorry, yeah, man. Uh, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I going to get banned for life? He was I'm raging. He was absolutely <laughs> raging that Lee McCulloch had entered his personal space. Uh, uh, I'm like Joel. I'm a Joel. Then if that happened, I'd just be launching the flag away. Stand there straight, like when you pretend, like when you're a child, and you're like, nobody can see me, nobody can see me. You know, I'm not doing anything. Open your eyes. Oh, it's all passed by. <laughs> But yeah, Cammy Bell. I mean, the guy was falling over the second to the deflection. <laughs> he, took, he took one step back, and he was. You knew he's falling over. He's not going to be able to save this. Uh, I read read a comment on on, on Pie and Bovril, and the guy says, "I could go down the high, pretty much." Paraphrase: I could go down the high street and chuck balls up for old age pensioners to save, and they would do a better job. Uh, he could have just pammed it away. Oh, I could have done anything, man. I mean, I, d- I know he didn't want to catch it because he was he was going backwards. I was like, was he? It looked in the air for a while. It wasn't going backwards at quite yeah. a speed. I mean, he could if he was a better goalie, he could have taken a few normal steps backwards and just caught it. But the, the way his body was going, I know why he went to try and punch it. But why one hand? Do it with two. Why? Why not do it? You've got more chance of getting contact. I just want to know where you. And the, the, remember the best bit about it is when the ball hits the back of the net and he dives on it yeah, as it comes back. <laughs> too little, too Please late, Ricky. Give us an okay, Cammy. <laughs> But it's just—it's one of those where no matter how many times you watch it, it doesn't become uh, less mystifying. How he's pulled it off? Uh, It's just there's no excuse for uh, losing his feet because it's like it's a major part of goalkeeping how you set your feet. Joe, you'll know you played in goals a bit. How you set your feet's everything almost because no matter how good you are at shots, if your feet aren't sorted, then well. Well, I was renowned for not saying my few words. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but there, there's there's just so many incidents in the you could say over the two legs, especially yesterday, that kind of just epitomised Rangers' season. Well, it was that or this this second goal again deflection, um, the nonsense at full time, mm-hmm. uh, just Ricky Foster's general performance. The, the I mean, going to the second epitomises <laughs> their season. I suppose it they played a hell of a long game. The, the second goal, what one thing that struck out to me, I remember. Um, he didn't get Gary Neville talking about uh, goalkeepers. And, They're going to say Mojnell's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he mentioned Schmeichel, and he's, Schmeichel used to go mental when if someone's about to have a shot from around the edge of the box. Dive across dive him, yeah. Across I've spoken him. briefly yeah, yeah. this on before, I'm pretty sure we have, I. So that, that's, um, it's obviously it's all you can trying his best. The first one is kind of a flailing leg. Yeah, the first one's a pretty massive cool. fluke. I mean, the second yeah. one, uh, was kind of similar to well the second one you could have he's just trying to block the shot at the last minute but it was it was the McGregor one was the worst one because he's just sticking his leg out I know it's a reaction thing I'm talking about the first yeah, one yeah right, yeah yeah um, with Erwin's shot because that was yeah. the reaction but it's in that instant when you're putting your leg out that late there's only really one thing I ever thought was going to happen okay. there I mean you got to make proper solid contact with that ball if it's going to go anywhere else apart from the back and that of the was net. Johnson's first goal as well yeah. you'll remember was that it? that's Johnson's first goal from otherwise he actually looked I can't remember. I think it was one of the commentators or somebody said along the lines of like praised him for for his direct running at that moment. And I think somebody said he knew what he wanted to do. He didn't even have a clue what he wanted to do. Uh, that the direct running was superb. Though. The he, does, he does a little feint when he's yeah. like, he looks like he's going to go wide, and the defender buys it a hundred percent. He's got the whole. But there's, a, right there's there. a moment where um, where whoever vacates the premises and he's kind of going, oh, <laughs> evacuates the dance floor. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. He's kind of like the pass it, the shoot, and then he just ends up having a shot. Like McCullough thinks so he nips away. He nips away. Uh, from Foster twice in that move, starting at the edge of the edge of the box, at Motherwell's edge of the box, and then sells McCulloch a dummy, and yeah, he's just really, he's an awkward kind of awkward player, but he's, he's not in the sense that oh, he does he's um the ball's bouncing off his feet. He's just he's got really good control. He's got a lot of pace, good dribbling, but yeah, like you said, he doesn't know what to do with. Uh, and when he gets get, it. yeah, when he like the final product, which makes they were they players like that at our level. I, like I think. If, I think a lot. I've said. I think I've made my point clear over this year. If I think about these players in Scottish football, is that they're they're must uses and must haves. <laughs> you need someone who can do something a bit different. Who can? Who is willing to drive at a player? Because otherwise, it's just back and forward. You need to beat a man to open up a defence. No, no, yeah, no, no one in Rangers uh, side wanting to do. Uh, seemed want, uh, willing to do that. Ferguson was. You could you could see that he's barely played. Um, he's, yeah, he was quick. Yeah, he was brilliant in the first yeah. leg. And he a, got Rangers back in, and I thought almost restrained Lee Wallace to one player who will go and charge at a defence because he had this a similar, a similar type of player. He was at the centre back position as well, so you can't exactly go charging that far forward because you can't just leave. He's left back. The second leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I played three five two. Four four two. I thought it was 3 5 2. Ferguson and uh, Foster. And then the centre backs would have been McCulloch, Zalukas, and Wallace. Mm, I saw it as McCulloch and Zalukas, Wallace, Foster. Mm-hmm. So I saw it, but I might be wrong. I don't know. I think 3 5 2. That was definitely the graphic show. If, if they did 3 5 2, I mean, that's suicide against Motherwell playing with two direct wingers who hug touch lines, but maybe you're right. That explains it. <laughs> uh, certainly, it might, might explain it because Wallace was. Um, just very rarely, well, maybe, very rarely ventured may, forward. Maybe you're right. No, I'm because that was definitely the graphic. That was the graphic, but it seemed, uh, right. it seemed to... Um, it's just that every time I saw Ferguson, he didn't look like a winger. But that's maybe just because he's... But this put it this way, regardless of what they were playing, they weren't very well organised. Yeah. <laughs> Wallace, I think, I think they, made, they might have changed the cake in view of your ways. In the first leg, Wallace couldn't get any joy because there was so much panic about leaving Ainsworth. Because I think a lot of the time Ainsworth did track back, but there was times he stayed forward, and I don't think that's due to laziness or things that are uh, put to Ainsworth regularly. But I think it's because Barakov knew, knew. Well, I think Barakov would say, if you stay, then we negate their best that, attacking outlet. That was one thing, but Ainsworth was always going to have a great couple of games because they were on the telly. Like, yeah. Rangers, lots of people watching. Ainsworth I, was always going to be I good. think uh, Ray mentioned it in McAllister, they were talking about it. It's like they, do, they can understand why Motherwell were so low because they've been at Fur Park numerous times a season and watched them turn teams over and I think there's no doubt that if they were to keep Erwin although that's starting to look yeah, the rumour mill is Leeds United for half a million that'll be a bad move for you mate going there that's a clown shoe club it's <laughs> <laughs> a bad move for Erwin uh, I'd uh, stay at Motherwell uh, I would go anywhere but I well you say that but it's very hard I mean what could be under Motherwell 
three hundred quid a week. Exactly. Uh, even on that, you imagine that they would push. Leeds are giving them eight grand. <laughs> I know it's, it's difficult to criticise people. Sorry, I take more. that back. Do it, one. Do it. <laughs> but there's uh, there's so many players out of, out of contract at Motherwell. Despite their struggles, there's a lot that's uh, there's a few that you think you want to keep for next season. Uh, it'd be an interesting rebuilding job. It's easy. Well, the two clubs will be an interesting rebuild job because who would you keep at Rangers? Wallace, McGregor, uh, Law, Law, the young boys, Mc- the um, young boys, uh, Murdoch, Walsh, and, and, uh, and then and then if the, somehow you manage to keep Vukic, you would keep him. But I don't think that's even going to happen. Even they disappeared in the two games. Yeah, the two games. Keith Lasley just uh, picked them off. I think Vukic needs to be in a team that's. A, a better team for a guy like that with his talents if Nicky Clark's happy to be a fourth choice striker or maybe even a push third I'd maybe keep him but apart from that rubbish I mean, he would empty he'd empty everything I think Cammy Bills um, punched his way out of, uh, out of Ibrox well that's one person who's punched his way out of Ibrox the other person who's <laughs> punched his way out of Ibrox is uh, Bila Moshni oh yeah of course we need to talk about that before we move on uh, yeah. I was going to give him that's the first time he's had a volley on target this season though, to be fair <laughs> <laughs> It was. I was great. Amazing. I couldn't believe it. I was the corner of my eye. I looked away. I was a bit. I was watching on a laptop, and I was a bit close it up. I was going to get a drink, and then my girlfriend was sitting watching, and she's like, "She's kicked. He's kicked him up the bum." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? And I got the replays going back. Like, he actually has because it was uh, the, the the camera was focused on um, Keith Lasley lying on the uh, sitting on the ground, and then you just heard the crowd sort of booing. Like, What's what's happened here? And then the camera just uh, turned round, and it was just bodies piling in. Uh, like the media were given all oh, um, ugly scenes or disgraceful scenes overshadowing the game. It was marvelous. Nah. It just added to the. Nah, added nah, to nah, the, the, the I wrote one of them as well. I wrote the one for the Scotsman at the time. Was like, we have to stick this on as a nah. separate article. It's too good. And I don't know disgraceful scenes. You're shaking my head as I'm writing it. Hilarious scenes. <laughs> what you need to do is put commas right there. Very common. Uh, uh, disgraceful, disgraceful scenes. scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he's, uh, and then McCall, I'm going to put this out there. Does anyone else believe that McCall chucked him on, hoping that he would do something ridiculous that would override all the bad stuff that really came towards he'd him? Chuck him up. Because he never got, he never got, he got put on defensively. And they're not, cha- they're, they're chasing yeah. four goals. So I'm guessing, because he's a joke, Mojne, let's be honest, and he put him on Queen of the South, he nearly cost them in that one. And then this one, He's chucked him on there for no other reason than to try and deflect Adam, from him. Um, I, I, that's what I'm, I really buy into Two that. things. I don't know if McCall is a, either that smart. Cause that is a very intelligent thing to do. Like, be, and not, it worked, not, to not, be honest. Not, um, not to slag off McCall and say he's not intelligent. Just like That's a very high level of intelligence to kind of think like that. It's also very devious as well. And I don't know if McCall is devious. It doesn't come across that way. No, it doesn't come across that way. But when you're sitting there... He's like a, a snake in the grass. No, I just think that when you're sitting there and it's like, that's 5-1... Right, I've been turned over exactly the same way in both legs, so my tactics are going to get called into question here. Who have I got on the. Oh! Like, I'm not saying he pre planned it, it was like maybe like one of those light bulb moments. Well, there he is. If he's doing there it, it's an is absolute master stroke. Because uh, it has, it has took a, uh, taken away a lot of attention I, from it. I don't think so as well, because at that point as well, you're going to think that anything bad you're going to do, you don't think he's actually going to assault something. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but, but, but what you would think he. He never got told. Go on, go on, hook. If, 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 if you think about it that way, he'd, he'd more likely think that Morsley was going to do something utterly ridiculous in the park to cost him another goal, which would then just make McCall look even worse. worse. <laughs> when he put him on, I can't be the only one who was sitting there going, what on earth does he want? It's Why just, are you putting him on? It's just one of those things that Zell's having a bad game, so we'll bring him on and bring on the other side half. Aye, bring on the other clown. Do you know who the other side half is? Aye, like, I mean, like Zalu Kiss. He's just been introduced. Aye, like, as you said, when he's good, he's good, but when Mojni's Mojni. <laughs> all the time. He's too, he's, the thing is, he's um, especially this season, he's been Mojni far too much. Aye, it's just uh, a joke. I, I, still, I thought if we bring him on, he's going to stick him up front, just create a bit of havoc. Aye. Rather than put him at centre back and create a bit of havoc, <laughs> and then uh, chasing him in the car park. Apparently, uh, allegedly after the game, and Erwin's trying to fight with mother was with him. Evans' interview was class. Uh, it was Shrak. It was Shrak's reaction after. It's like uh, he, he was amazed, absolutely amazed uh, that he he said what he is. It's like oh, he's obviously escaped uh, the, uh, the media, the media, tra- the media trainer. Tra- 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 right, like, to the half media trainer Because even Pier- even Pearson's statement was quite kind of like quite striking because he said that. 
I didn't. He, he started off by saying like oh, I didn't see it, but for what I've heard, yeah. uh, they kicked him and then punched him. So no. hopefully they could look at that. I was like, "Whoa, you didn't normally get players like that." Everyone yeah, just comes to the call. Had to be um, dig it. Um, definitely, he had to say, dig it back off. Uh, no, did he? I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I've said, uh, he basically said he's, he's, he's surprised once he left and the new manager was able to bring in more players as in they must increase the budget, bring in the quality he was able to bring back, uh, that they shouldn't be in 11th place. Right, that doesn't make you look very good, though, that you're saying that he's a poor manager, shouldn't be in 11th place, but he's turned up and absolutely thumped you. I don't, and they've also claimed that he's brought in good players. <laughs> so... Uh, the, the, is that not just saying that what he inherited was utter dog shit? Which is mine. Which <laughs> belonged to me. I, I don't think McCall um, will be there next season. No, definitely. Um, I definitely not. Going by. Um, Killing so career. Going by what yeah. Rangers want to do is they want director of football. And I think they're going to go down that route. I wouldn't be surprised. That's, that's fine. If, uh, the club of that size should be doing that. Yeah. Uh, Alex McLeish for director of football? It seems like it's going to go around that is way. That, is that with the new director of football is in the world? It's going to be just Scottish centre half. So uh, green I've, directors I've, of football. I've plucked that name from the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, why not? Was, that could work. I think it's kind of job that McLeish would maybe quite and, like. Uh, now. Right. So Levine brought back a former player of his. So McLeish would have to do the same. David Weir. He was, no, he was dreadful at Sheffield United. I wish I could like bring back Peter Lovenkrantz. As a manager? Yeah, why not? Pedro. <laughs> he loves Rangers. He sees Twitter. He absolutely loves Rangers. I was just thinking, like, trying to think of something who Natural Novo would be gutted. Oh, I'm not. Novo, actually. Novo. Novo is missing. I was just trying to think of something who just went along with the cliche. What do you think about the Motherwell fans going over to the Rangers fans? That is dodgy. It, is. It's, right. it could really cause a bad one. And I like the Rangers fans talking themselves up, like, everyone hates us, but we kept our camp. Aye, until you go outside, I bet we're trying to storm pubs by the time you go outside. <laughs> but uh, McCall, I, when he just said, I don't know if there's anything we're going to be able to do about Mojni uh, because put it this way he's not going to be here next season <laughs> right we should probably move on because we've done half an hour of that oh come on it was two legs big it was two legs, yeah. let's do a cup final now yeah and a point I'm actually I'll segue for this point because I'll just say this very quickly I don't want to do it because we're going to run out of time if we get into this because this could lead down a very long and winding road is that I hated the whole <laughs> just really really, to borrow a well-used phrase from Craig Telford, really fucks me <laughs> off the amount of people say that Scottish football needs Rangers. The top flight is stronger. I need them for a laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. These the last top... three years have been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. The top flight is stronger with, with Rangers in it, but nobody needs them. Oh. That's, not, that's not how the way this works. And it's, been, pro- it's been proven by the last three years in the fact that and one club especially, more than others, and well, you could probably throw in St. Johnson at this as well, because they might not have had the only trophy in their history, mm-hmm. were it not for the fact that Rangers were, were where they were and there was one less old fun team to navigate your way past. Because Inverness Cali, yeah. if, if Rangers are still Rangers and still at the top of the table, these past two cup finals probably don't happen, and Cali don't get their day in the sun. Yeah, so. and they maybe don't finish third and fourth. And Although they nearly completely arsed up their day in the sun. <laughs> Trimarco. I know. It was incredible <laughs> that that moment, which was possibly my favourite moment of the season, was ended up million being my favourite moment of the weekend. <laughs> it was even. It was just made it at the top three. I think <laughs> he, he managed to back heel and not admit, not make himself at the same time while looking like Jimmy Chirori. Although with, with his hair, he, he's to be. He kind of lived. He was up bald to, when he first came. Yeah. Man. maybe he should go back to that. Uh, he lived up to his villain. Um, Tag. Yeah, because he, he actually looks villainous. He looks like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I bet he cried in the dressing room after he was sent off. So Pussy. yeah, you know, <laughs> he now seems less villainous. Uh, yeah. I don't see. I can see many villains cry in films and stuff. Not like the old school kind of like Maybe he was Bond crying. films or anything like that. <laughs> you don't have to see Jaws crying in Bond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think Jaws the Bond. I think Jaws the shot. Oh, no, not again. I didn't mean to bite you. <laughs> Jaws is an incredible... I'm very sorry. I seem to have ruined your boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jaws is my favourite thing ever, though, is that they had a shark serial killer who knew who he was going for at times, so that guy would keep coming out to get him. He would know. Oh, him again. Uh, then the shark knew who he was going to attack. First Jaws is a... Well, first Jaws is a very good film. Then it just gets ridiculous when the shark has a vendetta against uh, and then in the, is it the fourth one where the shark has a telepathic connection to the <laughs> mum <laughs> and follows them all the way to Barbados or something? <laughs> oh, I, I, I oh, can't say I've seen the fourth. And it roars. In the, in, the fourth, in the fourth one, the shark roars. What, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yeah, or a lion. 
T Rex is fine. I also like Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I think I. And again, sharks are from the. And again, sequels. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to see a bad Jurassic World. Anyway, there'll be Inverness fans sitting there going, no, "Why this, on <laughs> earth are we not talking about this one?" Half an hour on Mojney. We're talking about Jaws now. Because that's as, as believable as Inverness one in the movie. Have you done it? They did do it. It was, it was incredible scenes for them. I'm really pleased for John Hughes. I, I, yeah. Well, that yeah I'm, I'm happy that that team... I don't want to do a disservice to Falkirk because they were obviously the underdog going into the fact. So I don't want to say that I wanted Inverness to win because they're a better story. But I did want that team. I've, really, I've loved that team. That it's that yeah, Over the last four years, years, I mean, yeah. we've really... And I really love the fact that they managed to... They'll know when we do memorable teams again in the future, there'll be a team that'll definitely get into it. Yeah. you always remember the Inverness Cup winning team, and even guys that went before it, like Andrew Shinney and Billy Mackay, who, who kind of helped bring them up to the position in the league where they were, and, and helped kind of yeah, I mean, set the foundations. I mean, like, if we're being honest, like, a memorable team of Inverness would be a long show, because you'd be going back to when Butcher came in, yeah. because he built the team, and then used, so it'd be like a four-year period, whereas a lot of it was a two-year period, so it set the scene and then their successful season, but they've just done it and done it. The consistency levels are just unbelievable for Inverness and I'm, I, was, I was really pleased for them to get over the line. And I hated people talking about the cup final more than about the amount of fans and all that. Like, they they can't just grow overnight, the clubs. No. Inverness can't just suddenly go cup final and now uh, 50% of the as, population as said, of Inverness want to go. As we've said before and we'll say again until we're blue in the face, you can't just want competition. You can't complain about Scottish football having a lack of competition and then moan when you get that competition because it's not the competition you want. Because uh, basically, all it involves, if you want extra competition, you're basically, all you're saying is you want is you want Dundee, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Hearts or Hibs. That's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, like to add to... So that's the, five teams. But yeah, they want seven teams, basically, really, who can do things. Well, that's it. 37,000 is a great crowd. Ah, it's absolutely superb. Um... I, well, Falkirk brought nearly 20,000 fans. I actually, I'm not yeah. sure what they're... This, they're, 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 this is going to sound a bit controversial, but I think... The Falkirk fans did make a lot more noise than the Inverness fans. The Inverness fans, I think there was a lot of people who were like, I was from Inverness. Yeah. I supported Rangers or Celtic, but I was from Inverness, so I've, I've come along to support them today kind of thing. But and there was people saying, like, you could see after the score and the goal, you could see a lot of people just with the ball goes back and they're just still sitting down. <laughs> but that's, I, that's not to do with the service to Inverness. It's great that people have shown up on the day. Hopefully a lot of them go to games more often. Yeah, next season. I mean, they're missing out. Really? I, yeah. I've, I've written something on uh, the, the two games over the weekend, so I don't want to spoil it. But uh, I, I, I talked about how it's um, such a. In, in terms of the build up, that the underdogs are Falkirk, um, going by kind of Twitter, engaging uh, by Twitter, that most people wanted Inverness to win. Yeah. So it's, it's, that in itself is quite a, a strange one. Quite a strange it, was like, one. it was like an underdog within an underdog. Yeah. It was all because Inverness are. They are the underdog in terms of Falkirk have like. Relatively speaking, a rich history, and they are a big club in Scottish football terms. I mean, you think a, a strong Falkirk could have seven thousand people going a week? A strong Falkirk, I mean, like a top six Falkirk. We didn't pay as much attention to the Falkirk team at the time because we weren't covering the lower leagues quite as extensively. But if you're if you're talking along the same lines of this Inverness team being a, a memorable one, the Falkirk one was probably the one that could be by Hibs a couple of years back. That was really their kind of story when they had all these players that were all teenagers and yeah. all. I mean, in a few years' time, you're probably going to look back at that Falkirk team and go, bloody hell, I forgot he played for them because ah, you know, Jay Fulton's going to be you yeah. know, a really good player and McGrandall's as well and yeah. maybe even Sybilt and Austin probably not. But, uh, Similar to the... Who is it that played for Stirling Abbey and Jay Rodriguez? <laughs> yes. And uh, I think uh, Robert Snodgrass also played for uh, yeah. Stirling as well. Yeah. Um, but well, what... Um, just in terms of the actual core Inverness fans that go every week to the the, the home games or yeah. to travel away what a feeling that must be because it must they, they, all, they all go to pubs up in Inverness and see Rangers and people Rangers Celtic uh, replicas kind of sneering at them uh, but they, they, they should know that they'll go back up to Inverness and know that the people in, in the pubs they see will never have experienced that feeling no they'll I've, never have seen, seen the, the team that they, they, they love and they support and they spend money on winning because that's the thing for Rangers Celtic Rangers Celtic fan the only way that they can compare to Inverness winning the Scottish Cup is if they go and win a European trophy that is the only way that they can get that feeling of elation because even even the helicopter Sunday one won't compare that Rangers victory won't compare because they won nine leagues about in a row ten years previous (laughs) it can't compare and it's just great for for Inverness and John I think um, they done excellent. They started. You could tell the team that it was uh, Matt Sharp and the team that was hadn't they played for four weeks in the first half. I thought Falkirk were slow to second balls. Uh, they weren't snapping their tackles I quite thought, as much. I thought they started. I thought they started quite 
uh, with a higher intensity and a thought Falkirk, but it was only for a short period, and they kind of regressed into the similar tactics they employed against Hibs, uh, Hibs, uh, employed yeah. against Hibs, and it didn't. Uh, I thought the first half was was pretty poor. To be well, honest, I think the, the game got saved by the goal just before half time because I think I think as an extra mark again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think Houston was all geared up to do what he'd done to Hibs. I think that, uh, that was yeah. that was his plan, and fair enough. I don't have a problem with it. I think Houston seems to have more a problem with himself doing it than anyone seemed to have. With with him doing it but uh, I was but then the goal meant they go in at half time he couldn't say to them just keep doing the same thing even if he thought we could still nick a goal and get an equaliser he had to change it there and he had to inspire them it wasn't so much that they used to really change it I thought Inverness were poor and Hughes admitted it after the game that they didn't come out and take the sting out of the game straight away. They didn't. They should have came in, uh, came out. Sorry, got the ball and tried to keep it. And just, just never break, been in that position before. Yeah, break, break, break up, break up the game, and don't let Falkirk get momentum. They allowed Falkirk to get momentum, and that's um, they eventually got got the equaliser after the. The, the red card, but what well, um, super cross from uh, yeah, Austin Austin, it's it is just so good. Like, it's so diff- it looks like it, he makes it look like a really easy ball. Oh, I'm just clipped that to the back. Ah, it was like a simple header, and like everyone, and yes, and I started thinking, everyone should why is that free kick not going all the time because that looks so easy, but you realize how good it is to get the ball away for the goalie at that exact point in the six yard box and then for it to come back in. So your guy at the back post could just nod it into the net. It was a, it was a great battle throughout the, between Watkins and Peter Grant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though they did play, defend quite compact and deep, Watkins uh, was getting in behind quite. His movement's quite just there. superb. Uh, I was just I was talking the timing, about, t- timing for these runs as well. He's just there's no for me there's no debate anymore that he's a central forward. Whether yeah. he's a striker or a number ten, whatever, he's a central forward for me and not a wide player. He's a wide, of course you could go out and do a job, but if I'm Hughes or an Inverness fan. I'm sitting there and I want to see Watkins playing a central role now. You want him to have a pivotal role or um, a role throughout the spine because he's energetic, he's a pain in the arse. He could, um, who was, who was, who's saying, who's saying it? Uh, I can't remember who. Was it was, did, 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 who was in the, oh, Tommy Wright. Tommy Wright was saying, yeah, Anderson and uh, whoever plays centre-back with Anderson. It's like, yeah, he's always, um, always hassling him, always... Uh, Always at his steel or always doing something to keep them, keep them on their toes. Yeah, and he, like he looks like a kind of guy that now could become a lone striker who can be a handful or two centre half. Judging by what he's what he said after the game, that he's going to be moving on. But what okay, I think it's great though. The stories like Watkins are perfect for Inverness because now they like to plunder that lower level in England. I still I don't know what Hughes is going to do. He's yeah. barely signed a player, but he was nobody when he first arrived. Yeah, and he, they signed like a lot of them. He's getting yeah. towed for. Welsh caps, I don't think. I mean, that would be incredible. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, I mean, I mean Wales have got some great players in Alan Rams and Gareth Bale, obviously, but they've also got some complete guffs. Yeah. Uh, Robson Canoe. Uh, yeah. Uh, like he, he should have done better for the second goal, though. He should have passed. He, 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 well, he yeah, definitely should have passed. passed. Really passed yeah. Because Falkirk get all dragged over to him. I don't know what the defenders are doing. You made a good point when we were just speaking for the Scotsman there, Craig, about how... They got too carried away, but too then, quick. Falkirk with the fact they were at ten men, they got the goal. The crowds all behind them. The crowds making a shit. Do you think it would have been? Do you think it would have been? Would have been better if it would like maybe they scored that goal in the eighty fifth minute, and then they were geared up going extra time, and then just go on and win the game. Maybe they got that goal a bit. <laughs> that's difficult to say. You won't have done it. They just got caught up in the, the kind of atmosphere and thought, right, let's win it now because uh, going against ten men, all the momentum's behind them, and they just. Because for a counter attack so goal, it's not really that good a goal. Because normally no, counter attacking yeah. goals are the, one of my favourite types to watch. Three defenders go to Watkins and everybody leaves. And I'm screaming at him because I had a better Inverness to win. I'm screaming at him to pass to Vincent when he shoots. I'm like, what are you doing? And then McDonald, why? Why spill it? Don't spill it. Because it's a shit shot. I mean, like, go down. Or if you do have to parry it, just parry it down and then pick it up. It's I just, still think you could got there quicker as well he, he just, it always just seemed to happen so slowly that he's, uh, he, he didn't get enough power on it to push it away or hold on to it and then he just seemed to like resign ma- himself to the to fact like that I've done this magic carp and Pokemon and just flop about <laughs> uh, without, without actually doing it. do you think he was at fault for the first like I know it was well, when he comes out and Watkins it, beats him it was a defending more because McCracken McCracken splits the centre half partnership, which I know he's going towards a ball, but he shouldn't really do that without at least uh, having assurances that it's going to be covered. Yeah. And then Duffy makes a mistake by seeing that McCracken goes and then doing the bloody same, which he really shouldn't do. But he's a kind of younger player of the two, and so then Grant gets completely isolated. 
a few angles I did kind of think he's made up Watkins' mind for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. But yeah, completely. you kind of see the angle behind the goal, which is what McDonald's looking at. You don't quite... Grant gets there really quickly. At the time, it just looks like Watkins won of one. Yeah. Grant isn't actually... From my angle, I always thought kind of Grant was right beside him. And Grant's actually a few yards off Watkins to start with. And he makes up the ground pretty quickly. I, I think keepers, uh, not just McDonald's, I think it's um, a problem with many keepers that when it gets into those situations, they're... Too, too, keen, too keen to go down mm-hmm. and uh, try and make make the, make the save rather than standing and yeah you want to do that kind of shimmying yeah, sh- shuffling just get, get, yeah. getting down low but well you see goalies when they do do it when they, when they, are all, they push them to the byline and they, yeah, they, they might get it. caught it might get played across and someone taps in but you're adding another variable to the situation you're making the striker make a decision you're, you're putting the odds back in your favour as yeah, a goalkeeper yeah. by pushing them uh, further but yeah away. you're like so many are so rash and we could say this I mean any level you're yeah. talking La Liga Premiership Champions League where you'll see goalies come out and make rash and Jamie McDonald's done that but I mean, I said uh, on the Scots thing that uh, the problem for uh, Jay McDonald is that this is what he'll be remembered for. Craig was quick to say he was in goals for the 5-1 game, but I reckon people forget he was in goals yeah. for the 5-1 game. Yeah, that's to remember it was the 5-1 goal. The, I think the general consensus of people with Jay McDonald, oh, he was the guy who dropped the clanger in the cup final when Inverness won it. I reckon that's how he'll be remembered. And I feel for him because he's not a bad goalie. Uh, but he gets the cup finals all the time, though, so he'll be back. Oh, well. He'll be back with Kelly next year. Yeah, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you reckon he'll end up? It's quite strange. It's quite strange out there that because at the start of the season we're all saying what a signing for Falkirk. Why is he signed for Falkirk? Why is he for Motherwell? Aye, we're like everyone. Why is he there? Why is he there? And then ultimately he cost them the cup final. And apparently he only had like a alright season for Falkirk. Ah, yeah, he well, his best game was probably the semi final against Hibs. Yeah. The save for five is an incredible. Save. Yes. So there is that kind of thing as well. He doesn't he got play, them that, there. He play that well. But it's you don't a, remember that. 20 years' time, people don't go, oh, but he saved that one from Fraser Fivey. In the <laughs> semi-final. People don't say that. People go, I dropped it. I'm not going to lie to you, but I think in 20 years' time... <laughs> they don't remember him for Nesbitt to come. No, no, I mean, they just won't remember Jamie. Yeah, don't know in general. Uh, James Vincent does really well, though, because apparently he's maybe playing fullback. You never know. Ah, the, 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 the bombs, because John Hughes said that. Got, yeah, that's what, uh, I wrote about that in the article as well. The, you've got to praise John Hughes for his, his, his bravery as well that he kept two up front with Watkins and uh, mm-hmm. Ferry and um, he moved Vincent to right back Shinny back across to left back and Watkins played a lot higher than any normal full back would when you're down to 10 men Vincent, Vincent, yeah. Vincent sorry Vincent I'll do that as well because he bombs he just gets it but that's how he, what I like about it is John used to say I don't know why he's up there but when you counter attack the key to counter-attacking is the players are closest to the ball, closest to attacking mm-hmm. goal. You don't decide, wait, wait, let the forwards get back up, let the wingers that's, go. That's his game as well. He's not a... He's not a fullback. He's not, he's, well, no, he's not, a, he's not a great footballer, Vincent. He's not bad, but he's not, he's not really... He's, not, he's supposed to be like a centre midfielder, but he's not particularly good at passing. Yeah. He's not particularly creative. Because we were quite raved about him a bit yeah. at the but start. It, 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 he fitted in that Butcher team, which was more kind of hype. A lot more kind of high tempo, high pressing kind of. Fitness, just, aye, yeah. that's so that's that's exactly right. His fitness so that's enabled him to because if he gets that run, the first thing he does if Watkins' shot is helped, the first thing he has to do is get right back yeah, down yeah, again. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the few players in that moment. Also, because of the fact he came on as well, who would have been capable of doing that. So well done, John Hughes. Well done, John Hughes. Well done, Inverness. But, but, but I did get very frustrated though a ferry in the second half it was infuriating me because obviously I was wanting Inverness to win due to the bet but just they were playing long balls to him and it was working he was winning every single header but they were refusing to give him anyone his support Watkins was too far away from him and it was infuriating because it was perfect play a long ball he's winning it every day so let's get someone up to support him and then I'm not talking about going up and scoring but then we could give the defence a break and we could maybe keep the ball and I think it goes down to that lack of experience and I do think that Inverness if we're going to talk about bottle, I think their bottle crashed in the second half. And it wasn't until it, was certainly... it, it wasn't until it went one one down to ten men where suddenly pressure was almost alleviated from there because they weren't favourites anymore in that fashion. I think uh, if, if you're using a bottle analogy, it fell over but didn't smash. Yeah, yeah. I mean they managed to pick themselves back up. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottles I'm... wobbling on there. <laughs> ten green bottles. <laughs> the juice got a bit fizzy. <laughs> yeah. But you look at Tansy, Draper, Christie, none of them had a good game. No, none no. of them had a good game. Really disappointed with Tansy actually because Darren Tansy. was good in the first half, very poor in the second. Yeah, um, yeah Watkins, Big decision was play. Watkins was good, Ferry was good in the second half, Shinny was good, and Meekins was good. Apart from that, yeah. it's a shame seeing Shinny uh, right back. He wasn't able to have his save. So. Uh, you you can play there, you definitely can. Meekins was my man of the match bet as well, but he was 25 to 1, so Hud's. 
you know, maybe of maybe of Watkins. Maybe they win it in extra time and Watkins did the day something. Was it Watkins was man of the match ticket? Yeah, must have guessed. I assume so. Grant, I think but if you look at it from the like, kickbox had to give the man of the match to each team, they would definitely be Felt sorry for Grant being on the losing side. Done that sort of classic centre half performance where last ditch tackles, then bullet, and then you were talking about further that he doesn't celebrate the goal, it's just that come on, he was a real leader. Uh, and then it all went tits up 21 beside David McCracken ah it's crazy eh? it's like, I think next season he'll be talking David McCracken through the games he <laughs> just looks he looks hard who? Peter Grant oh he does that he's a hard young man but going back to Shinny it was early on in the first half he was uh, got, up the, uh, got up the line um, or tried to so just for, if it was Raven you've got Christy coming inside Raven going outside Christy uh, Shinny was wanting to come inside as well. Naturally. When he did, when he did uh, overlap him, there was a great opportunity to put the ball on with his right foot, and he cut back, and then it, it, it kind of petered out. It's a shame because it's like somebody like Wallace. We're talking about Rangers. Like Shinny's one of their best attacking outlets. I know he plays yeah. fullback, but he is. It says the one twos like we use the cup final is the semi final. The example of Shinny when he creates a goal for Raven. That's Shinny. That's what you dream of when you when you put pick Graham Shinny. That's kind of the stuff you want to do. And when you put him at right back. You lose half that because, yeah. as you see, he always wants to come inside. He's not going to be able to do that. And still had a couple of great balls. Oh, he's just, he's just, a, he's a super player, and, and Aberdeen getting him is just, it's just the best piece of business you could possibly imagine. Right, I think we're just about anything we'll else to want to add before uh, we've got another show to record immediately after this. So. Um, get up, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> but well done, Inverness. It was nice to see them. Uh, it's always nice to see somebody win the first trophy yeah, in the history, yeah. even if you are only 20, 20 years old. Two years, 21 years, something like that. <laughs> Funny Grant's the same age as Inverness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be good to see um, a, bit, a bit more backing from the uh, local local support. Not saying full houses every week, but a little oh, bit more. St. Johnson's, Johnson's crowd just a bit doubled um, this season, so um, hopefully, if the same happens in Inverness, there'll be like 9,000 people there next season, so... I don't see that, but I mean, if, <laughs> if it goes up to six, six and a half, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. For, I mean, for the market that they're running, that's like a new team yeah. <laughs> in terms of wages. Well, hopefully, uh, we um, win in Europe, even get through one round. Yeah, yeah so. that'd be nice. That's, that is the key now, eh? It's like, hopefully, we get to a stage in Scottish football where that isn't a worry about actually you want to qualify properly for tournaments. I hope we do get back there. But at the moment, winning, uh, giving your winning a tie is bra. I would love Hibs to get to a European game and just win a tie. Yeah. I'd be absolutely delighted with it. Okay, that's it for today's podcast. We are now about to record our end of season special. That will be online either tomorrow or Wednesday at the, at the very latest. Um, and this show, you should, I should hopefully have time to put this on tonight before I have to get up for my work at 5am tomorrow. But yes, hopefully you're listening to this on a Tuesday morning. I've not let anybody Tiny wee violins for the, <laughs> for the man who's been a journalist. Like he's always wanted to be. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and in the meantime... Um, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash terrace podcast. I'd like to send us an email, it's show at terracepodcast.net. And the website is we have a, quite a few player ratings blogs to go up this week. Joe, you're just told you. Um, it's www.terracepodcast.net. So until next time, I'm Craig And also use the, use the forums to abuse us. Uh, yeah, we are. Nice wee hips forum last week. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Right. So use use your forums. To right, have use your class. club forums and say, listen to this. Don't, aren't these guys complete cocks? Right, it seems to be that you get better, more people listening when people think that you're dicks. Yeah. Than if people like people are positive about it. So lie. Like, say that we're wankers, <laughs> and then people will listen. Because <laughs> listen to BBC Scotland after all. <laughs>